Hello and welcome to this week's podcast version of Scripps 5 Must Know Things, this time covering the business week ended 9th July 2021. This is Ian Haydock. This week, Novartis's US strategy for Inclisiran, Roche under pressure over prices for Actemra in COVID, Lambda coronavirus variant poses new challenge for vaccines, GSK loses its oncology R&D head, and a look at expected Q3 approvals in the US. In spite of a delayed timeline for US market entry, Novartis is hoping its strategy around Inclisiran in atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease, focusing on adherence, access and affordability, can ensure sufficient uptake of the twice-yearly PCSK9 inhibitor if it wins FDA approval. The company has been busy at developing a buy-and-bill infrastructure as well as a network of injection centres and focusing on the healthcare systems that account for the majority of ASCVD diagnoses and prescriptions. However, it has also cited some potential challenges around a cardiologist's comfort with buy-and-bill. Alara Kitiyaman writes that the Swiss drug maker said on 6th July it had resubmitted Inglisiren to the FDA six months after the drug both received European approval in December 2020 under the brand name Lecvio and received a complete response letter from the FDA. This was prompted by the US agency's inability to inspect contract manufacturer Cordon Farmer's Italian plant. Assuming it wins US approval, the company has mapped out a strategy to improve uptake over the earlier PCSK9 inhibitors, particularly given the potential advantages Lecvio could have in terms of adherence. In an 18th May cardiovascular update, Novartis told analysts that to comprehensively manage non-clinical barriers, its US launch of Lecvio would focus on the approximately 200 health systems that represent around two-thirds of ASCVD diagnosis and prescription volume. According to the company, 84% of cardiologists in the US work in health systems. When we talk about the top 200 healthcare systems in the US who take care of two-thirds of the ASCVD patients in the US, 45% of the systems already have ASCVD as a key strategic priority, which makes them strong partners for this launch, Novartis Pharmaceuticals US head Victor Bulto told the call. Whereas the anti-PCSK9 monoclonal antibodies are subcutaneous, Lecavio would be administered in doctor's offices and infusion centres, thus enabling its coverage as a medical benefit, which the company said would allow many patients, perhaps the majority, to pay nothing in co-pays for the drug. The World Health Organization has called on pharma companies to lower the prices of anti-inflammatory drugs used to treat COVID-19, life-saving medicines which it says remain inaccessible and unaffordable in developing nations. While the WHO has not named individual companies, Roche and Chugai Zactemra is the main IL-6 receptor blocker therapy being used to treat COVID-19 after the recovery and other trials confirmed earlier this year that it can cut mortality rates in people hospitalised with the disease. Zactemra gained an emergency use authorisation from the US FDA last month. Elsewhere in the world it's being used off-label, but Roche said it's currently in discussion with regulators about its trial data, including the European Medicines Agency. These drugs offer hope for patients and families who are suffering from the devastating impact of severe and critical COVID-19. But IL-6 receptor blockers remain inaccessible and unaffordable for the majority of the world, said the WHO's Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus on 6th June. 
The inequitable distribution of vaccines means that people in low- and middle-income countries are most susceptible to severe forms of COVID-19. So the greatest need for these drugs is in countries that currently have the least access. We must urgently change this, he said. Andrew McConaughey writes that these are Tedros's most outspoken remarks yet about access to COVID-19 therapies. The WHO is still backing calls for patents on drugs, vaccines and diagnostics for COVID-19 to be waived, but international support for this has waned in recent weeks. The call coincided with the WHO officially endorsing the use of tocilizumab, which is Actemra, for the first time last week, after more than 12 months of uncertainty about its effectiveness was settled by the recovery trial. It's only the second drug ever recommended by the WHO for COVID-19 treatment after generic steroid dexamethasone in September 2020. The charity Médecins Sans Frontières has singled Roche out and said it should lower its prices to make the antibody therapy affordable in lower and middle income countries. MSF said the Swiss pharma company had kept the price of Actemra very high in most countries, with prices ranging from $410 in Australia, $646 in India, to up to $3,625 in the US per 600mg dose for use in COVID-19. Roche told Scrip that its teams were working around the clock to make Actemra available as quickly and as widely as possible, while also facing considerable supply challenges. Global manufacturers developed vaccines in record time when COVID-19 hit, but there's no rest for the wicked. Even as Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer-BioNTech and Barrett-Biotech added to the chorus of producers saying their vaccines work against the highly contagious Delta variant, Another viral iteration named Lambda has now reared its head. While it's widely believed that mRNA vaccines can quickly be adapted to counter variants and inactivated virus vaccines are meant to have a robust design, each time a new variant shows up, vaccine makers have to convince the world and investors that their products continue to remain effective. Viber Ravi writes that the one in question this time was first identified in Peru and has been around since December 2020. But after being detected in several more countries of late, it has the world taking notice. Lambda reportedly accounts for nearly 82% of coronavirus cases reported during May and June in Peru. According to the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine website, Peru has an observed case fatality ratio of 9.4%, which is the number of deaths per 100 confirmed cases, the highest globally, which has led to fears of the variant causing more deaths than Delta. A study at the University of Chile in Santiago, which examined the effects of Lambda on subjects who had received two doses of Sinovac Biotech's Coronavac vaccine, suggested the variant is more infectious than Gamma and Alpha and is better able to escape antibodies produced by that particular vaccine. While it will take time for more lab-driven and real-world data to emerge on the variant, some experts say its ability to cause damage is being overplayed since the Lambda variant was first spotted in the UK in February and hasn't resulted in death rates of the kind feared. A study by researchers from New York University's Grossman School of Medicine found antibodies triggered by Pfizer-BioNTech and Moderna's mRNA vaccines neutralised the Lambda variant in the lab, as did Roche and Regeneron's monoclonal antibodies. The results suggest that vaccines in current use will remain protective against the Lambda variant and that monoclonal antibody therapy will remain effective, said the study. 
GlaxoSmithKline's oncology R&D leader Axel Hoos is leaving the company to help build a targeted cancer drug pipeline at the Boston-based startup Scorpion Therapeutics as CEO. Hoos said the decision to leave the big pharma company was based on a personal inflection point in his career after nearly a decade there, not GSK's broader oncology strategy. But leadership loss will be felt at GSK, which has come under increased investor scrutiny recently as the company's stock price has lagged. I'm proud of what we have done at GSK, Roos said in an interview with Scripps' Jessica Merrill. GSK's oncology rebuild has been, in my book, a success, and it will contribute big time to what GSK's R&D story will look like as we go forward. Rebuilding oncology back was an objective, and I've achieved that now, he said. For me, it's an inflection point, and it gives me a chance to build something else. Scorpion only emerged from stealth mode in October 2020, but has prominent founders and investors, and is focused on targeted small molecules and particularly traditionally undruggable targets. It has already raised $270 million in two financing rounds. Who's joined GSK in 2012 with a focus on immuno-oncology? A Scorpion, he said he's excited about the potential of the drug discovery platform with broad utility to pursue known targets with improved molecules as well as known but previously undruggable targets. He said the company, which currently employs 50 people, should take its first drug into the clinic by the end of 2022. This quarter has already seen a US complete response letter for Iterum Therapeutics antibiotic Sulapenem but a raft of other products are expecting approval decisions from the FDA in the next three months. With the help of analysts at Biomed Tracker, Scripps' Alex Shivings takes a look at 10 of the more interesting ones. These include AstraZeneca's anifrolumab, for which an FDA decision is imminent for the treatment of systemic lupus erythematosus. If successful, it would be the first treatment for SLE to be approved in the US since the 2011 approval of GSK's Benlista. A pharmacokinetic issue and likely a divided advisory panel are the reasons for a delay with the FDA's decision on the approval of prevention bios teplizumab beyond its 2nd July PDUFA date. If approved, the drug would be the first for type 1 diabetes prevention. The first of two new treatments for rare liver diseases, Albireo Pharma's ileal bile acid transporter inhibitor, Bilve, for progressive familial intrahepatic cholestasis, is set to get an approval decision from the FDA later this month. There are currently no approved drug therapies for PFIC, giving Bilve the potential to address a major unmet need if approved. Miriam's similar product, Merilixibat, is already filed for PFIC type 2 in the EU and is also awaiting US approval for Allagyl syndrome. Please check out the article to see the full list of upcoming potential approvals in the US. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to sign in to access all these stories in full, which are also linked in the article accompanying this podcast. If you're not a subscriber, you can sign up for a free trial. Bye for now.